Greetings, nerds. This is Dana Nerd. I'm your host, Sarah Belmont. And with me, as always, is our Mr. Producer, Will Paul. How are you doing tonight, Will? Doing very well. Hope you're doing well, Sarah. Yeah, I'm doing well after the long weekend and holiday madness. So let the games begin. Yeah, home stretch. Yeah, here we are in almost just a couple days to December 1st. I keep thinking it's December. Yeah. All day today thinking it and I'm like, no, we actually that's at the end of this week that we yeah. finally turn into that last month. But yeah. And it's still like it Christmas, it's coming, but mm-hmm. it's always that weird time when you go back to work after Thanksgiving and then you look at the calendar and you're like, it's it's another four weeks. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> no. <laughs> It's it's just this funny thing of it's like it's not it feels I know it always it goes quicker mm-hmm. than you realize but at the same time I was like going back and like oh where was it four weeks ago build up to Thanksgiving yeah <laughs> oh, man. For, for real for real but at least you know but now it it, it makes sense to hear like Christmas music because I've always had for me Thanksgiving has always been like that. Before Thanksgiving, no, no Christmas music, no, none of that stuff. After Thanksgiving, you feel free to like let it go because you know you got Black Friday and Cyber Monday and Giving Tuesday. So, you know now, now I think at least my if I ruled the world, that would be my rule. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm sure you'd have plenty of followers with that yeah. one. Yeah. All right, so you put some news on here. So why don't you tell us who got cast, or the latest casting in Superman Legacy? Yeah, yeah. So right before the holiday, uh, we got uh, our Jimmy Olsen and Eve Teschmacher cast in Superman Legacy. Uh, Skylar uh, Gisgondo, who was in Righteous Gemstones. Uh, not very familiar with his work, but when you look at the, his photo, the guy is like Jimmy Olsen, like he just stepped out of the comic book. I mean, he really, really looks like when I think of Jimmy Olsen, uh, he matches it to a T. So uh, that was one of the characters that was cast. And then uh, Eve Teschmacher, who is uh, played by Sarah Sampino, um, Sampeo, I believe. She's a Portuguese and she's a model, does a lot of Victoria's Secret work. And I guess has done a lot of acting uh, in Portugal, so or maybe Brazil. I can't remember if she was either Brazil, either Brazil or Portugal. But uh, but yeah, that's her that's her backstory. But I know she is a model and has done some work in Victoria's Secret. So uh, and Eve Teschmacher, of course, was one of the characters from the uh, Richard Donner Superman uh, films back in the you know the Superman the movie uh, and uh, Superman two, if I recall. Um, and it, with uh, Gene Hackman and Christopher Reeve. So, um, and, and we've seen her in other iterations too. So uh, that those were the two casting things. And I know James Gunn, of course, he went the threads and made it very clear to folks that, uh, you know, any rumors you see out there, he's like, just, just they'll believe them at all because he's, it, it's, he made it very clear that he doesn't, he doesn't cast first and then write story. He writes story first and then he goes to casting. So, um, and, and we know how well he is as far as a casting uh, director. So, um, yeah, so that was that was some of the other things that the sort of 
happened over the holidays from uh, as it relates to Superman Legacy. And so what's going on with uh, Marvel? Because you also had uh, casting news for Fantastic Four. Yeah, now this is just a rumor, but this is from uh, Daniel RPK. He is a scooper, uh, but has a pretty good track record uh, on uh, these types of things. He did uh, break the news about Pedro Pascal uh, being uh, considered for the role. Even even though Jeff Snyder also had it as far as another scooper, but Jeff didn't have, I guess his source was still kind of squishy, whereas Daniel just ran with it. But... um, he, uh, this scooper, uh, had put the rumor out there that uh, Anya Taylor Joy, I guess, from uh, the Queen's Gambit and several other things, also um, was also New Mutant in New Mutants, is rumored to be playing the Silver Surfer in Fantastic Four. Oh my god, remember when New Mutants was a thing? I know. <laughs> that was like, pre that was technically pre-pandemic, right? They started uh, the trailers and then the pandemic hit. Yeah, or was it the first yeah, either the pandemic hit or was it one of the first things that would get released right after? It, all that it all runs into a big blur. Well, I know it was one of the first things to get released right after. Yeah. Um, but I do vaguely remember watching like promotions, quote unquote. <laughs> During whatever that Comic Con or DC thing was, it wasn't the DC Dome. I oh, was it, oh yeah, Comic Con at home, yeah. Yeah, Comic Con yeah. at home, like one of the few things of interest. Yeah. Like it had a shining, and then twenty months later, it got released, and no one's talked about it until yep. now. <laughs> yep, exactly, exactly. Now, yeah, wow. man, that yeah. that brings back a lot of memories. It does. It does. But uh, yeah, that's the rumor uh, that uh, she, you know, and of course, um, you know, Silver Surfer is, um, you know, it would be a gender swap, which, uh, of course, a lot of the um, you know, all, you know, the peanut gallery on Twitter, of course, always grumbles whenever there, these kind of things happen. But um, if that if that is indeed the case with the casting here. But uh, but yeah, I mean, you know, that's we do understand that Galactus is going to show up in Fantastic Four, and of course Silver Surfer is one of Galactus's heralds, so we'll see what happens here. Yeah, and that is it for casting news, but um, before we completely step away from Marvel, it looks like Loki, first season's showrunner and Multiverse of Madness writer Michael Warden has been hired to write Avengers The King Dynasty. That is fascinating that he wrote both of those things. <laughs> yeah. So yeah, because he was he was the writer for Loki season one, but then he got called away to do Multiverse of Madness. So actually, the um, showrunner for uh, season two of Loki and writer for Loki, uh, Eric uh, Martin, mm-hmm. actually ended up because again because of the pandemic and stuff had to do a lot of rewrites to the initial treatment for the show yeah and and based judgment off of what we got multiverses madness versus loki i can see it (laughs) yeah yeah i don't Uh, know yeah but uh but the bigger i guess the bigger thing is with this news is you know of course uh daniel uh, Crichton had stepped away from directing the avengers king dynasty and so 
you know, questions. Everybody was like, well, is Kang Dynasty or not happen now? Is it going to be, um, you know, especially with all the stuff with, you know, how Loki season two ended and, of course, all the stuff going on with Jonathan Majors. But uh, but it looks like Kang Dynasty is still going and Michael Waldron is going to write it. And he's also writing the um, part two, I guess. Well, I won't say part two, but I guess Avengers uh, Secret Wars, which will be the second Avengers movie that where they're you know, doing the, I guess, the back to back releases with the two films here and at least currently slated for 2026 and 2027. All right. That is it for Marvel and DC news. Um, before we get into the shows, we do have um, we have heard that Amazon is developing a Spanish language spinoff of the boys set in Mexico City, because why the fuck not? Exactly. Exactly. Yeah, that uh, broke today. I saw it on all the trades, Variety, Deadline, etc. Um, and again, it's just a development, but um, Diego Luna, and um, of course, we, we we know him from, of course, Andor and, and uh, other shows, and uh, uh, Gael Garcia Bernal uh, are, if, are slated to possibly produce this. Gael was the uh, played the character lead character in Werewolf by Night in um, in the Marvel special presentations. If folks are wondering who he is, uh, so um, yeah, that was that was some news that was that broke today, and and we'll, we shall see what, it, what happens because you know, like you said, why the hell why, why the hell not? Go yeah, for it. Uh, do yeah. what you got to do to make some money in this day and age. That's all I yeah. have to say. Yeah. All right. So after, I don't know how many months, um, we have resumed Doom Patrol season four, episode seven, Org with Patrol. And I watched the full thing. I was not, I didn't come out of it as mad as I thought I would be. Like, Mm -hmm. granted, I had low expectations. (laughs) (laughs) I was like, this isn't that bad. And I'm actually surprised because I vaguely figured out during the episode what was going on and where we left off. Mm -hmm. So it wasn't horrible. That being said, I did spend a considerable amount of time also thinking, why the heck did they choose this episode to like, okay, now we're going to (laughs) break. So weird because it felt very much like a part two of the of the one that we we watched previously episode six so um that being said because of how it was written like i said i didn't really i didn't really spend too much time being like okay i have no idea what they're talking about so yeah 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 i I felt the same way uh and i know like uh, i want to say that whenever this part two of 4b dropped i think episodes seven and eight aired back to back. So um, maybe if watching these two back, but we'll see what happens at episode eight, but maybe when we do, maybe we'll be next week. We'll be like, Oh, and <laughs> now these two make sense. But I agree with you that. Um, yeah. It, I, you know, all of the, big, the bigger pieces that I remember, like of course, some of them losing their immortality and being stuck in this, Fourth with dimension and and all that kind of stuff. I mean, it 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 and, and Rita and, and 
uh, Madame Rouge being an ant farm, all those all those pieces, they, they quickly came back. Um, but yeah, it was a very like, you know, odd episode to sort of get back in into into the thing. But um, you know, but it was also very like Doom Patrolly in a way. Was, you know, the, the things I remember why this show really works well when they really start you know exploring some of the character issue exploration of things like cliff and and also like what you know and then derek like thinking that these are all superheroes and why the fuck are we thinking these guys could ever like do anything right <laughs> so you had those little elements of it too but um yeah but it was it was it was an okay return like i said i I, I I was like you where I had very low expectations and I was really I was almost ready to like this bell on it like like you did with Mr. Robot but but I didn't. <laughs> <laughs> you just had to bring up Mr. Robot. Um I, yeah. <laughs> I feel like you remember that more than I do because I only think about it whenever you bring it up like offhandedly and then I yeah. quickly forget. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, <laughs> that's, yeah. That's the thing. <laughs> well, it was such a, it was such, I, I can't, uh, of, of shows that we've watched, there's certain ones that just like stick out. And that was one that, where, especially where you, where you really like, I think whenever we first met, that was the one you're telling me I had to, had to watch. So it always like sticks with me. <laughs> oh yeah. I was obsessed with that show for yeah, sure. Yeah, I, yeah. I, it's pretty much what got me into podcasting. Yeah, but- exactly. I just, there was something about the way that last season was going where I'm like, honestly, I don't, I don't want to see how this ends. (laughs) I just don't care. I don't like what's happening right now. And so I'm going to keep the memory of this show the way I want to without letting an an ending like ruin anything for me. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. And so. Yeah, and, and that's how I like I said with Doom Patrol, I you know I was I've been holding on to that first those that first season and even the second season and and so I was kind of and I was already kind of I will say the show definitely has started it 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 is started to show the limits of what they can do with these characters, and I know we yeah. we had we had mentioned that before, um and and really it. it being away from it for like nine months and then coming back to it really showed uh yeah it, it's probably well, it's ending at I, a good time yeah it's just the writing is so simple and cliff is always going to be told don't do this don't mm-hmm. touch this and then he's going to touch it yeah. and you know that's going to happen because and and to an extent i can appreciate how even even after like four arguably short seasons and one with a major gap um, in airing, how we can still come back to it and we know exactly who these characters are because yes, their storylines have been gotten very repetitious, but we know what drives them. We mm-hmm. we understand um, why why cliff touches it even though he's he's told not to why he gives up his um what are they calling it i kept writing in my notes immortality and then i'm like no they keep saying longevity it's the longevity (laughs) so stupid um but we know why he volunteers for that based on everything we've seen leading up to it so to an extent i have to give it to the writers where 
there are other shows that I think are better written, but sometimes the decision, the characters make decisions. And I'm like, where did that come from? <laughs> it came mm-hmm. out of left field. Right. Um, and, and, and in a way, um, and, and it's also, it's just, it still feels like a family. It feels mm-hmm. like, okay, all of these characters are learning this lesson about how the thing, like their biggest flaw or what they seem as their, what they believe is their curse it also makes them who they are. And at the yep. end of the day, they're not going to want to give that up despite how much better their quote unquote life will be or worse it'll be. Um, but yeah, it's, um, yeah, it, it, they've definitely reached their limitations for how to keep viewers interested. But then again, we're still, <laughs> we're going to finish up the season. Yeah, so. yeah, yeah. yeah. And I'm glad you brought that point up about <laughs> the characters and doing things consistent with the characters. And even though it, it thinks we know what's ha- we, we know what's going to come on, but I think that is, I you know, I think you said it's not. There's some show that may be better written. There may be some things maybe better written as far as plot wise, but I think as far as character wise and as far as just how you know again with this big gap in this in this show we we know these characters and i think like you know there is that element of family not only the family that the doom patrol with within the universe but also us as fans and as viewers we've come to embrace and love these characters as well so that even after this break uh you know, we 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 sort of slide right back in with the the craziness and the insanity uh, of this bunch, and 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 it and it is it is fun to watch. And I did have some laugh out loud moments, and 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 did have those good feelings again about why. Whereas I was like, as we were leading up to watching these last you know group of episodes in 4B, I was kind of like, kind of you know iffy about it but now i'm like okay i'm back on board i'm ready to see where this goes yeah i did have two curveballs thrown at me um and that was when casey showed up because i was at first thinking who the fuck are you um why (laughs) why do these characters know you and then i remembered the episode from the previous season i was like okay i'm pretty sure i don't know if it happened it was four B. It was four A. Yeah, it was four A. It was space. It was space. in four A that we are okay. Yep. So, so that feels like an entirely different <laughs> season. Yeah. It was like point. it was literally last year. I think it was like end of twenty twenty two when we we watched Space Case because. <laughs> man, man, the yeah. fact that you know that. Um, yeah. yeah. And then, and then at the very end, like, who the fuck is Isabel Feathers? <laughs> oh, so she. It all comes full circle. So she was the actress who played Rita in the. Remember how they had the uh, production of Our Town? Like, uh, w- w- well, you know what happened in. Um, right, right, yeah, right. There yeah. was the production. Yeah, Rita yeah, couldn't she, do it. Right. And she, yeah. And so uh, Isabella was the. Whenever Madame Rouge with the big um, time machine like showed up, she was the one that fell into the crater. Oh, that was a long time ago. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Man, I mean, I don't, I remember Our Town, and I remember Rita and the whole acting 
stuff go on. I don't I don't really remember someone falling into the care crater, but that makes sense. Um, so so interesting. I mean, I figured with the response, it had to be someone. I just didn't yeah. have that much memory to put those pieces together. But um, that is why I raised the question. Um, yeah. yeah. Well, it's it's interesting with like the, with the mortars because it's like and, and maybe and maybe this is a head fake that but I, that maybe a mortars is something more that's out there but or it could just be it could just be Isabella Feathers, <laughs> I, you know, given I, the way I, this show works, it probably is this is probably a mortars. <laughs> yeah, it could be, but there's still that rabbit running around. Yeah, they always like show. And and I'm always thinking, you're going to be the ultimate bad guy. I just know it the way this show works. It's going to be a rabbit. Okay? Yeah. Or uh, or peanut butter to fart and donkey. <laughs> or, or that. Um, I don't really have anything else to say about Doom Patrol. Um, yeah. Yeah. I mean, it was, I mean, it. It yeah. I mean, I, I really don't have much more to say either. I mean, other than, um. It really brought us back. I mean, there's the funny, you know, the funny bits, you know, with uh, Rita and 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 Madame Rouge. I mean, this is, I still, I'm still, I did have to. Overall, I'm still kind of like if eh, about Madame Rouge, but I did have to laugh whenever she talked about how they, uh, with the whole beaver and toothbrush, and whenever she and Rita were drunk. I mean, that was a pretty funny scene, but. Uh, uh, but, uh, but yeah, beyond that, I mean, I think like, I got, it was just a, you know, got us sort of reorient it for the start of the uh, 4B and then we'll just sort of see where things go until episode 12. That we will. Um, now we get back into our invincible season two discussion with the middle episodes, um, because it will, so correct me if I'm wrong, Will, mm-hmm. next week we'll watch the fourth episode and then it goes on break. That is correct. Um, it goes on on break until some point early next year, according to Robert Kirkman, he just basically, it's like, let's just take the holidays off. So, you know, to, to sort of like our getting back to our Arrowverse days when we used to have to wait with the, uh, cliffhanger at the, uh, in December. <laughs> well, um, let's hope it's a good cliffhanger. Um, yeah. Considering we already have Mark arriving on the planet where his dad is waiting. So yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we already got that. Yeah. But apparently it does get pretty crazy and that's um in the fourth episode. So we shall see. Yeah, that's um, what I've heard. <laughs> I haven't watched I have not watched ahead, but I that's but just seeing the seeing the photos <laughs> on the internet. <laughs> I have not seen anything. Um, what, what are your thoughts on the second episode? So, you know, I thought about what you said and I, and, uh, I went back and actually I listened to our discussions of season one. Um, and, and the very thing that you mentioned last week, and we said it whenever we've watched season one, which is this show takes a while to build up. It, I, I feel like they these two episodes, I just felt like, at least with the second one, I, it just sort of felt like it was sort of spinning in his wheels a bit. I mean, it was a lot of stuff packed into it. Um, and 
But I mean, I liked it, but it wasn't like I yeah. I mean, I'll just be honest. I mean, I, I, you know, there were times I started like just doing other stuff because it just didn't engage me. Um, except for except for the stuff that happened with Adam Eve and her parents. But yeah, uh, why, why that? Hmm? Why why Adam Eve and um, with her parents? Because it reminded me a lot of the boys in the sense that there's consequences of people doing superhero stuff and mm-hmm. and you know she was thinking she was doing a good deed by helping to rebuild the area in chicago and stuff and you know and then once we learned at the end of the episode where this there was a reason why they didn't develop that area because that that park or whatever was on you know shaky and the, and the buildings were on shaky ground and you know so there was that piece and then also uh just the, you know I, I guess it did help to watch the adam eve episode as as far as just sort of getting a deeper understanding of the family dynamics i mean i know we saw it some in the first season with with her parents and uh her, her dad and, and 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 everything but um but whenever he's like having to you know swallow us you know he's, he's trying to keep up appearances and, and 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 not wanting to her to know that he's like working at the burger joint and and, and you know she can like change and think you know can she, you know use her power to change things to, to a gold apple and stuff like that i mean that really drew me in more so than some of the other stuff um because yeah, yeah i mean yeah i mean because i mean quite frankly the, the I, what I really like started walk looking away and just kind of like checking my phone was anytime the Guardians of the Globe showed up, I, I'm just like just just take them out of the, the show. It just it just drives things to a complete halt for me. Yeah, it it definitely feels like oh we're watching the C team all of a sudden. Why why yeah. are we doing this? What what I get there's some connection, but is there is there? Um, yeah, I was gonna say similar things about Adam Eve where. Because you forced me to watch the special, I think I had more appreciation. But at the same time, the more I think about what occurred in this episode, mm. um, I hope they end up redeeming the father. Um, because I don't like this idea that he's he's being put in this like very stereotypical. Um, the the parent thinks the child is a freak. <laughs> yeah. Because I mean, they lost their kid mm-hmm. at birth and then yep. were given Eve. And and so there's a lot of mixed emotions and all the dad I mean, I'm hoping at some point this season there's between Adam and her dad or Adam Eve and her dad there's a conversation where we see more of his side because so far between the special and this episode, we're, we're seeing Eve's aside. And I did appreciate that he managed to um, point out where what she sees as doing a good thing actually is more disruptive. Mm-hmm. Um, it's, I wouldn't equate it so much to the bo- boys. Um <laughs> <laughs> no one died necessarily. Yeah, yeah. Um, granted, I wouldn't put it past these writers to do that. Um, but but yeah, I I just I maybe it's because we're coming with Gen V. Mm. I know, and I talked about this last week. 
there's so much of a similarity that I'm just like, okay, I get it. Now it's becoming stereotypical. (laughs) (laughs) I get it. Um, but, but yeah, I, um, I think I've always turned off my mind while watching this show whenever the guardians of whatever come up. Um, but I will just be very frank. I could care less about what was going on in Atlantis. Um, Mm -hmm. and I think as a whole, this episode, especially when we're, and we're about to jump into the third episode, it feels like a filler more. Mm -hmm. We want to give these characters time to breathe. And so the viewers understand, okay, post the disaster in Chicago, an Omni-Man going haywire. These are really what like the lives of our characters are doing, getting further away from that event and having some sort of adjustment period occur. And then in the third episode, we're going to throw some really wacky stuff. I did also, I did appreciate though, how at the end we kind of got a little bit of a tease into Angstrom and kind of like, okay, now that we've distracted you for 35 minutes, here's yeah. here's a continuation <laughs> of what we started last week for about five minutes. <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, I will, I'm glad you. I, I was thinking that. Uh, I'm glad you brought that up because it. That was one of the things too. Is I don't. You know. I guess they're trying to avoid the the trope of. Oh, now we we introduced the big bad at the end of you know the end credit. Now we're gonna jump right into that story, and then of course it just becomes another end credit where we see Angstrom, and it's not even in our prime dimension, but it's in an alternate dimension where um, you know Invincible and Omni Man were were uh, you know. I don't think that's what they're trying to avoid. I think that they're doing um, last season. To find out that it was the dad the full time, they had a secret. They had a big reveal for who that big bad was. This yeah. time they led up front, okay, this is your big bad guy, but we really can't, we have to hold back until <laughs> to yeah. have the yeah. epic showdown. But we also want to continue it. Um, so I don't know. I don't yeah. know. No, no, I think that, I mean, that's a good point. I mean, that, that, you know, they are. You know, they're they're definitely saving it for for the the back half of two B and 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 have have the showdown and, and they'll just sort of tease this multiverse that we're in, and <laughs> uh, in, in, in invincible because um you know that, that's what we do these days we just we do multiverses but um yeah but uh, but beyond that I, mean, I agree with you the the Atlantis story it did feel like filler uh, and it just felt I just felt like it have all these a b c d plots and it's just it just just really didn't go it just didn't really feel like it went anywhere um in episode two yeah oh i felt like they they like tied a bow on each of those plots um yeah i mean i don't know if it was a tie and a bow i just felt like it just i mean it did I mean, it just felt like a filler episode. I mean, that's that's what I meant right. by that. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Right. I mean, to me, often with filler episodes, you have these storylines that, well, it's just like I mean, step forward. Yeah. Well, I will say, even though, I mean, I guess there is like the whole like, you know, with with the uh, shapeshifter, um, 
I know he's embedded with the Guardians, but you know, I guess they have that. There is that story that's sort of that undercurrent there with underlying story that's probably going to lead into something further down the line that they're setting up um, with that uh, with with the Martian. But um, yes, I mean, so there were some things, but you know, but that well, well, I'm sure there'll be some payoff down the road. But uh, like I said, I just I don't know if it was just from just holiday or what, but I just the second episode just didn't really engage me at all. Other than the yeah. thing I mentioned about Adam about Adam Eve. Right, right, right. All right. So that brings us to Alan the Alien. Um, because that was this episode, right? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I guess the first half of the episode. <laughs> because and I I thought it was genius. I still mm-hmm. think it's very genius what they did with Alan the alien because I am one of those people who, when I saw the end credits come up, I was like, "All right, that was short." <laughs> and then yeah. I, and and why I think it was genius is because, for whatever reason, during that period of time, I had no thought to myself, "Man, they're not jumping back to Mark." Yeah. <laughs> We haven't seen Mark <laughs> at all. <laughs> I was not thinking that. I was just like, okay. <laughs> I I are we gonna like I was just like, all right, we're gonna get through this weird intro, and then next thing I know, it took a dark turn and there's bloodshed in space and and I had a I at first I will not lie when um when the older lady pulled Alan out or when they came and Alan ended up in space and getting beat up, I was thinking it was the council for some reason. <laughs> and then I was like, no, 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 it's, it's, uh, um, Villamites and, um, who have seek because Alan found out about, um, Mark and what mm-hmm. happened on that planet. And which could be a big weakness because, um, villainites never turn on each other. They never fight each other. And that was all of, um, pretty much all of the season finale from last year or yeah. yeah, for previously. So, so I like that. I like how it's interesting to me how with this, I don't know what you, what you want to call it this little excerpt, the side story that we we only got in this episode, who knows what we'll get down the line, but it still continued the themes of um, the Vitramites are very evil. Mm-hmm. Um, and the fact that what occurred on, in our Mark's life um, was very different um, from other dimensions and what occurs in elsewhere in this this galaxy. So I I yeah, I really enjoyed the first 20 minutes of this episode or however long it was. Yeah. Um, I'm kind of mad that it continued just because I like really appreciated a short episode. <laughs> <laughs> well yeah, yeah. I mean I, I have to agree. I I, I I, whenever the credits rolled and, and and I was like, huh, that was short, but I, but yeah, I mean, just getting Alan's backstory and, um, yeah, and I, and I like the way they set it up too, as far as just the parallels between 
Mark and Alan, uh, you know, at least we, Mark going off to college and moving into his dorm and 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 the, 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 the romance between Mark and Amber and Alan and his girlfriend and, you know, and, and all that. So, you know, so we, we, we have this little, you know, so we did get a little bit of Mark at the beginning, but once we, like, like you said, once we cut to, and I think they jokingly like went back to Mark and they're like, oh, wait, they're having sex. Okay, we'll go back to Alan. Oh, they're having sex. Okay, let's figure out how we're going to transition here. But um, yeah, but once they did get the full story of Alan, I, I, yeah, they really, um, Seth Rogen, you know, I just always enjoyed that character, you know, of course, and the whole, the whole running joke, joke with Uroth and and getting him mixed up with Earth. Um, but, and, and of course, you know, because of that, they, he accidentally like finds out about Mark, mm-hmm. uh, you know, that, that, um, which then of course leads to his own maybe demise. Um, uh, but, but also how even with the, uh, with Alan's government and stuff, you know, they're trying to seek out the mole. So, I mean, there's just, there were a lot of things that were going on in that episode that I did that unlike the second episode, I felt this one definitely felt clearly where they were moving things forward at, not only about Alan, but of course, you know, when we, when we do get past the, you know, back half of the episode with what was going on with Mark uh, as well. Yeah. Um, what about spouses of superhero support group with Debbie? Yeah, that was, um, yeah, that, that was another thing that uh, this episode I thought did really, really well. And just how, you know, and, and how, I know we didn't talk much about Debbie and, and Cecil in, in episode two as far as you know, who's in command, as far as Mark and, and all. But but just overall with her this season, uh, just how alone she she is and having to deal with this. And, and I know Olga, you know, shared with her the, the support group. And as long as, you know, she kept her mouth shut about, you know, if she just kept the cover story that Nolan was just a victim of Omni-Man. You know, things probably would have turned out differently, but then how how it did turn out and then like how the guy was like, you know, you're not welcome here. I mean, it just it was just I, I will say it was pretty pretty much a, a pretty big gut punch for what Debbie's going through um, and, and how alone she is uh, dealing with all this. Yeah. Yeah. There's something about the way they're playing Debbie's um, storyline where I did have a thought after watching this episode that she may be have a big part in why the Mark we know um, made the decision he did. Mm-hmm. So um, because because we saw them, Nolan and her as a couple for a majority mm-hmm. of season one and how yeah. much love there was. Mm-hmm. Um, so it, I don't know. I, there's, I just, I, I would hope that they're able to incorporate her somehow because she, they are doing a very good job of showing how um, she is a victim herself in all of this, this whole yeah. situation. Um, granted, she's also dealing with still raising Mark and, mm-hmm. and, um, I don't, I, I do appreciate that they haven't shown aside 
or at least that I've seen, where she fears Mark becoming his father. Yeah, I haven't seen it either. Yeah. Yeah, which yeah. none would because that's a little bit cliche. Yeah, yeah it would <laughs> I be. want her to like be be the one to be like, no, 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 no. He's not Nolan's son. He's my son. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> so, so yeah. that's why he's good. He's he's half. So, um, so I'll see. Um, we'll see where where that goes with Debbie. Um, all right. What else? We, we had a run in with Sam's dog, who wasn't really Sam's dog. That was weird. Yeah. Is it Sam's dog or science dog? You know, I heard Seance Dog. It's probably yeah. Science Dog, but I could have sworn they said Seance. Dog. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I just know. Yeah, just it's just it's funny just thinking about Mark and yeah, you know, and I love the way that they were like, okay, Mark, you're going off to college now, and you know, Mark was holding on to you. Know, he was. With his roommate, he was like, "These aren't toys; these are collectibles." And you know, it just, it, it just, it just re- reminds us that Mark is still, still a kid in regard, uh, in a lot of ways. I mean, yes, he's seventeen. You know, he's seventeen, and he's, and even though he's seen a lot and have experienced a lot in the last, I guess, year or so of his life, uh, he's still a kid. And 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 I guess you know, those little things like that were nice little. Um, little in-story reminders that, you know, where he is. And then, of course, the uh, the Thraxon, you know, use, using that, um, you know, showing up as science dog or seance dog um, to to get Mark to help them. And, and of course, Mark, you know, showing some of that, that superhero skepticism maturity that, uh, like, whenever he was like, wait a minute, you know, tell me what's going on here, really, or about, you know, or we're gonna, th- you know, kick your ass. Um, but yeah, so I, you know, so I, I did, I did like that aspect of the story, and I, and I, and and um, you know, and also, you know, that whole dynamic between Mark and Cecil too, as far as you know, to your point about Debbie, you know, not having the cliche, you know, thing with 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 Omni Man, but you know, but but I guess Cecil's playing that role of like worry that mark is going to turn out like nolan so so i guess you know you already have that one character in the show that has that 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 feeling so um you know maybe it would be too much to have too many people having that uh that that worry that uh, mark's going to turn out just like omni man right right yeah um my favorite line was we have dogs dogs are real (laughs) (laughs) Yep. <laughs> <laughs> like well, dogs dogs are real <laughs> I just was like okay okay very cool um so what what were your thoughts at the very end um when it turned out that it was um science dog was not real see i science dog it's too cliche like seance dog that's a bit menacing yeah so i'm like even though the dog wasn't wearing like a w- witch hat, I I still in my mind it's gonna be Seance Dog. Okay. okay, I don't care if they they call them Science Dog. That's like for babies. 
<laughs> well, I think, think that was the point with Mark. <laughs> okay, it's the point, but come on. Come I like, on. I like. Did you not watch I'll, 20 minutes beforehand when they ripped Alan to shreds on in the show? <laughs> like, and then you're going to be like, oh, science dog. What the fuck? <laughs> oh, God, a lot of mixed messages. Um, oh, but yeah, the totally. dad. Yeah, yeah. So, um, I, yeah, well, so when Nolan did show, whenever Omni Man did show up, um, it was, I, I won't say I would, it, it, it tracked. I mean, I wasn't like, oh, I mean, I was, I was, yeah, it, it, it didn't throw me, uh, to be honest. It was sort of like, okay, this, this is happening. And let's see what happens. Let's see what, see, let's see where this goes. Um, but- but he really was taken to Thraxon, right? Yeah. Now, have we heard about Thraxan, Thraxon before this? <laughs> um, I don't, I don't recall seeing those folks before in in the first season. Okay. So yeah, yeah. I just, no. I don't. I'm, I'm curious. I'm more curious to understand why Thraxon, and what that relationship is, because he, it, it almost. I mean, granted, we just finished watching the show only a few weeks ago, but it almost felt like a Thor movie where mm-hmm. Thor returns to, um, what, what is the place? Asgard? Uh, As- Asgard, Asgard, yeah. Asgard, and Loki's there. Yeah. <laughs> like, oh! <laughs> I think that was what the inspiration was. <laughs> yeah. Think- yeah, it felt like yeah. he was, Nolan was... Uh, was it was some kind of ceremony happening and he was being hailed as ruler and i don't know it was weird so yeah. i'm i'm not so much wanting to um for those two to go at it quite yet this early on in the season i'm more like why thraxon what's going on there yeah. what what you've been up to on thraxon um yeah that did have the yeah, I did too. I was just like, okay, did you? So you basically found a found a, a willing society just to like, you know, we're not going to fight you. We, we we know what you are. <laughs> just come come on, you're you're our ruler. <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah. But but he had to get his son there for a reason because something's happening, and yeah. it might have to do with the I, council or the people who tore Alan to threads at the beginning of the episode. Yeah, and yeah. Might Either. be after Mark now. Yeah, yeah. Or 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 Nolan's on to Angstrom. Mm. Possibly. I don't know. I haven't read the comics, so I have no idea where it's, where this is going. So yeah. All right. Well, we shall learn more and probably have another cliffhanger ending to talk about next week with Invincible. And then we're gonna go through the next two episodes of Doom Patrol. So on that note, Will, why don't you tell our listeners where they can find you? Yes, you can find me on X, formerly known as Twitter, at Will M. Polk, W-I-L-L-M-P-O-L-K. And you can find me there, too, at SJ Belmont, S-J-B-E-L-M-O-N-T. Please follow our crew on Twitter at Scene and Nerd. Friend us on Facebook. Follow us on Instagram and threads at Scene underscore N underscore Nerd. And visit our website, www.sceneandnerdpodcast.com. But most importantly, rate, follow, and comment on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, YouTube, or wherever you get your podcasts. Good night, geek out. You're welcome.